Forever is a mountain we've yet to climb. Tears are a part of what is yet to leave behind. Strength in numbers, all you need is two. Everyone's a winner while still so many lose. The volume of emotion erupting in our souls. A quiet revelation quickly takes a hold. Patience is a virtue, but she won't always wait. Dissension is attention, is what we learn to hate. You know, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. You know, the thing is, we're here now, so just be here now. That's all I gotta say. Welcome to Unhinged, episode 50, recorded November 5th, 2017. Episode what? 50, the big five, oh! Holy Jamaicals. That's crazy. Can you believe that it's been about a year and a half almost since we started the show? No. Well, it's true. Believe it <laughs> or not. That is a long time, given uh, the topic and what we have to deal with uh, between the shows, yeah, uh, behind the scenes. So it's uh, it's uh, quite a testament to uh, to you uh, sticking with me through all the ups and downs, but uh, should be definitely a, an example of hope for everybody out there to see uh, all that it, we've gone through. Yeah, and, and we're still alive and kicking. And it's not to say it hasn't been a bumpy road because it has. Um, I mean, we've even, uh, well, that's, the longest, the of the beast. that's what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were off the air, if you will, for about five months. Um, and that was during my move and, and during your, one of your dark periods. Um, and then we've, you know, we've been scattered before that. Um, uh, so you know, it's amazing that we made it to 50 and I have to tell you, listening back to some of the original shows, I think we've come a long way. Well, yeah, especially considering how we're putting the show together. Uh, and a great example of that is the, the music that we're putting in, in, in front of the shows, mm -hmm. um, as openers have been things that we've recorded together. Yeah. Um, so pulling off the show and then doing these recordings, uh, virtually, and you can yeah. kind of just maybe explain it a little bit so people can really get the gist of yeah, how we're doing. I, you know, I, I don't mind getting a little technical. It's a lot of fun. Um, so the thing about uh, the, the music recordings that we do, um, it's it, we've for years we've been trying to figure out how c we can collaborate uh, musically uh, online since we live so far away from each other. Uh, and we finally got it down. Um, we use a uh, software called Mixcraft, which is uh, a full-on uh, recording suite uh, where, that allows you to record multiple tracks. This is what we record our show on. Um, so we each have that. And what we can do is save a project, a Mixcraft project, uh, on a Google Drive folder that we both have access to. And so that means I can open the project in my version of Mixcraft and add a track to it, save it, and then it automatically syncs 
to the Google Drive folder that Doug has access to, and then he can open that project, see all my changes, add his own, save it, and sync again, and that's how we do it. So Kind of like a virtual uh, dumb waiter to the clouds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, you want to think about it that way. I save it, send it up to the cloud. You grab yep. it from the cloud, bring it back down and so forth. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's been working fairly flawlessly. The only issue I think is the sync time sometimes takes a, you know, a minute to sync up. So we have oh, to wait I mean, a little it's nothing compared to no. not having to do with latency and those type of things. It, right. So we, we did our Halloween episode and the sweet dreams episode. And then this one, we opened with our version of uh, the beginning of the King's X song. Um, we are finding, finding who you are. Yes. Yeah. And it's and kind of, uh, if you listen to the lyrics, it's kind of, it kind of fits, um, fits what we're doing. Yeah. And it has um, to fit to it to some point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's been one of our uh, guilty pleasures, I think is a, a couple of those King's X songs that uh i don't know i remember you showing me those songs off of a cassette tape years ago yeah, yeah. and in your car i believe it was you kept rewinding and say oh you got to hear this you got to hear this <laughs> uh yeah, you always love uh, to I play would, dj <laughs> always had that need to share it and get the validation from others even though i you know i loved and lived music but mm. you know but with ed he was always just like genuinely it just anything he played for me and i played for him we generally uh, you don't, you know, don't. Yeah, like for the most part. Yeah, but, for the but most, most part, things we were just we can at least appreciate the things that we were right. expecting to, to yeah. get that reaction. You know, even though we always had slightly different tastes uh, musically in in slightly different directions, uh, I was always more into like the seventies uh, funky sound, or like, uh, uh, or even like Grand Funk Railroad, Rare Earth, uh, Edgar Winter Group. That sort of thing. I always loved that. That was like my bread and butter music right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know you were more into um, like. Well, journey. I always liked that. Oh, no, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. But you were also into things a little more modern, you know, Journey and uh, uh, things like that. Um, that took me a little bit longer to really appreciate, I think. Um, well, I branched out from the stuff you mentioned to a little bit just more left, you know, so it'd mm -hmm. be Doobie Brothers and Malcolm McDonald and Steely right. Dan yeah. and Larry Carlton and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, but, All of uh, which yeah. I do like. Um, yeah, we, we jived uh, for the most part. And again, blues was the main thing. We jived on being guitar oh, yeah. players. Of course. But um, yeah, this is pretty uh, momentous that, you know, I'm still here fighting where there's been a couple of close calls and, Mm -hmm. um you know it's the question is what keeps us doing the show and and um is it you know we've had this sort of ongoing thought process and debating you know whether it's it's good for me it's bad for me right uh for you it's it's also a mixture of, of time and availability and right you know uh, and what keeps well, you interested in motivating you know to do it yeah and and I mean, we've had discussions where we've talked about, should we even continue doing the show? And, and a lot of those discussions I think happened when you were, uh, not feeling well. Um, but ultimately I think what ended up bringing us back is knowing that 
we are helping people. I, I know that we've heard from people directly saying how our show has actually helped them feel like they're not alone. And yeah, any doubt we had of that has been has been proven, and we've heard from we've got a lot of feedback now from all over yeah. the place. And, yeah, so and our, and our reach is, is you know fifty countries, and you know it has to be making an impact for sure. Yeah, and, and, and you know we honestly, only care about the few. So it, even if it made an impact on one or two people, I think it's that's more than enough to to keep going. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's important. It's just like me doing the peer support, you know, I won't right. get the years back, but if I can help somebody avoid some of the pain and and yeah, agony, uh, yeah, that just on on. Just showing people that they're not alone in the feelings that they're having and that it's it, it's something that is not their fault that they feel this way you know it, it's something that uh drives us i think and uh it's been tough sometimes because like you said sometimes you feel the pressure of doing the show or you feel um that you're you know it's hurting you like if you're in a down mood and then talking about your mood um, publicly like this, sometimes you felt like, well, why do I want to rehash this again? It's just going to hurt more. Well, I um, didn't want the show to become a trigger in itself. Exactly. Just like, you know, uh, my whole world doesn't have to be revolve around mental health, you know, because yeah. you want to become a little bit more normalized. But at the same time, you got to do what you do best. Mm -hmm. Same thing with going through the mood disorder. It's almost a mixture of one. I feel very comfortable and I'm doing what I know I'm good at. Right. And it's validating and rewarding at the same time going in there. It's just, you know, you know where you are. So it's, there's good and bad. Yeah. But yeah, um, there's the, that's the, just the, the social anxiety of having to actually go out and, and go there. I know well, that's, that's proven the, the healthy part. Yeah, at least going to volunteering, but but the show I have to think about it in the same way. You know, we're yeah. kind of doing a job, but we're also you know you can't stop now. I mean, we've really chronicled right. you know my my experience and life through being yeah. in this clinical trial, and and it's sort of branched out into other things and how mm -hmm. we deal with each other and and you know so it's it's not just about you know my journey in this having a really rare form of a really rare disease yeah, and going through this, you know, major brain surgery clinical trial. But, um, you know, again, the uh, showing people that there are people who will give you the benefit of the doubt and be yep. unconditional and um, you just got to find those people and at least temporarily shut out the rest. Yeah, exactly. Know, uh, and just stay as, as positive and, you know, it's, yeah, it's, and I, uh, I, I think that another thing the the show has uh, helped you do ultimately is begin bridging that gap with you and your family. Um, yeah, and, yeah, it has, yeah, in a in a weird backdoor sort of way, right? Uh, yeah, you know, gotten to that point. Although I think most of it was maybe because of the show, and the show puts it. You know, it's not just in my mind. Then we talk about mm -hmm. it. Again, what we thought maybe would be worse could be leading to more of these epiphanies yeah. or revelations that yes. because um, it's sort of being cemented because I have to talk about it. Right. You know, yeah, and, this whole and, open book concept that I've maintained throughout the whole thing. I think it's important, yeah. you know, being that way so that we can really 
be therapeutic. Exactly. And I think, uh, the fact that you are so open and you have been so open during, uh, all 50 episodes, uh, you know, at first did cause some friction. Um, I mean, uh, you know, we were talking very frankly about your feelings, um, about, uh, family matters and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it might, might've ruffled feathers or, uh, given people the wrong impression, uh, or you might've even had the wrong impression at the time just because of how you were feeling, but all sure, both sides you know, do. And that's, that's the, ultimate, exactly. you know, disconnect there, but you know, talking but- about it, ultimately will lead to, uh, some sort of, uh, resolution. And I think it's already leading that way, which is great. Yeah. It, it acts as, um, it acts somewhat of as a buffer, but it's, it's also, um, yeah, you can't, you can't hide from anything. So it might've been right. a little rickety, but it, it still keeps things on the table. Yeah. And, uh, and if you're talking about it, whether good or bad, and however you're able to express it, or you're just expressing it with distorted views, mm-hmm. it's still being expressed. And obviously, if it is, you wouldn't be talking about it if you didn't care about it in one way or another. Exactly, and that that was something I was mentioned when when you were in the throes uh, of deep depression, and you you were angry, and you you would say things that I knew you didn't really mean. Um, it, it's it was just something that I, I, you know, you just have to wait until you get out of that mode of thinking and then you can see it for what it truly is. So, well, right. So I guess the, the, the show is sort of presented that and see, you see, okay, when he's in the throes, when, you know, the neurology switch goes off, mm-hmm. you know, this is a different person, but I think ultimately it's, you know, it's either a schizophrenic or it's somebody who is really experiencing, you know, extreme, distortion when the disease kicks in but they've seen both sides and i think if you're i think i hope that you realize which which is the hulk and which is the david banner you know right really me and who's this monster disease that is just sort of taking over your body temporarily yeah exactly Um, and so i think we've come full circle in that respect Mm -hmm. that i've i've uh sort of won the people over be, with my genuineness, yeah, you know, and, and sincerity, and uh, yeah. you know. Uh, well, and another thing, I look at uh, when I look back at all fifty shows uh, or the past forty-nine, um, it's a chronicling of your entire. Uh, well, I shouldn't say your entire life, although we've talked about a lot of your life, but uh, it, from the time we started the show a year and a half ago. March of 2016 till now, we are literally chronicling your, um, your ups and downs. And I think this would have to be valuable information for the people running your study. Um, ultimately if they look back, they can see the patterns. Um, yeah. And it, you know, you would think it'd be helpful. I don't know if they listen to the show. <laughs> no, again, that's a, you know, it's a, it's a bias nonetheless in a clinical trial. You know, yeah. And, and oh, they can't so, do it during the trial, most likely. So, yeah. And they can't be involved in it either. If I asked them to be on the shoot, you just can't, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's not, uh, in a perfect world, I think it would be valuable. And, and I do discuss it with him. And mm-hmm. uh, he always mentions it, but just, I guess, just to get an idea of where I am at 
you know, that's mm-hmm. what I go in for these, uh, you know, every couple of weeks going in for these, um, checkups, right. To see you know, how things are going. Um, that would be one question. Have you done the podcast? You know, just to see where I'm at. If I haven't, then obviously it's, you know, he knows yep. right away. That's a sign. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. They use that because they, they know you do the show. They must also know that sometimes it's a, a source of stress for you. Um, and if you end up not doing the show one week, it could show them that, Hey, something's, you know, something's amiss here. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, they can, you know, uh, in psychiatry, this, and especially in neuropsychiatry, a lot of things I've, I've learned and noticed, um, that they look for things that we don't realize. And there's a, a lot of <clears throat> current studies that they can see not only by asking certain mood questions or how sleep is, you know, your typical sleep pattern, you know, the typical questions, the sleep patterns, your sex drive, your, mm-hmm. um, your ham D score, but they can also see facial cues, um, mm-hmm. tend, you know, when you're in the throes, your, your facial muscles tend to contort, you yeah. know, all kinds of strange things you don't realize. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just constantly fascinated by the neuroscience and the, the neurological aspects of it, because that's really been kind of like this, the revelation of why all these people got better all through the years and all the treatments I saw all these people, you know, getting treated and getting better. And I was never getting better. Yeah. So finally finding out what the hell this is and you know, what, what made mine different and uh, which reminds me, I wanted to mention something. Mm -hmm. We did the show, the Halloween show. We were talking about movies and fear and yeah. What ones really affected us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I realized this week um, that, it's not it's not a horror movie so i think that's why you know i didn't mention it or it didn't come to my mind but the movie that affected me the most psychologically um was the elephant man oh yeah now, that was talked Sir about anthony that hopkins way back in the day with john hurt as the elephant yep. man and yeah there were certain scenes that that really uh, i think imprinted on my mind i mean mm-hmm. to this day i probably would have a tough time watching it yeah uh and if people have seen that, it's where at the beginning before uh, he ends up at the hospital, you know, being treated like a human somewhat, you know, he was in this, uh, like the old times, you know, circus and they were yeah. whipping him. And I guess my sense of empathy was so, uh, you know, I guess for you know, hyper amygdaloid, yeah. um, you know, I just, I couldn't take it. It was just, it was just brutal. Yeah, I don't know if people had that effect. If you if you remember seeing it or not, but yeah, I don't really. I don't think I ever saw the full movie. But uh, no, I know what you're talking about, and I can see how you could relate to that character too. Um, oh, absolutely, and that's probably yeah, that's probably why you know this complete. You know, uh, I felt like the Elephant Man. I felt like that's right. what I looked like. You know, and because of, what else could it be? But it was. Yeah. You know, again, being that that weak and no uh, confidence, and uh, mm. it just develops to where you you have this completely distorted view of yourself. Yeah. So I see myself in the mirror differently depending on my mood. Right. That's really, you know, uh, that's a, a phenomenon that that really falls into a lot of anxiety diseases, uh, mm-hmm. um, even to the point of of again, see, seeing what's not really there. You know, dysmorphia. 
um, right. like with yeah. anorexia and, and bulimia and, um, but, um, yeah, you create a, yeah, you create a, a distorted image of yourself and, yeah. and it's hard to overcome that image. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I can't look at myself in the mirror in the throes and then oh, I'm not in the throes. It's like, Hey buddy, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Same guy, same mirror. Yeah. Um, so very strange, but I, I remember now that I think about it, I, I guess I was fascinated by neurology back then. That was right. probably late seventies, early eighties without really knowing what neurology was. But I remember right. reading, I needed to find out what he suffered from and it was neurofibromatosis. Mm -hmm. I never forgot that word from years and years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think since then they've, they've proven otherwise it's a little bit more than that, oh. but, um, similar to the Rocky Dennis story. Right. Um, Mask. And that was also very relatable and that, you know, you had to find a blind girl to appreciate his beauty. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, another good movie, a real story, but, uh, the John Merrick story was really quite profound. Yeah. Um, and, and now really now the neurosciences have not this kind of fringe deal. No, it's, it's, it's a everyday daily yeah. thing. Now, something we were talking about earlier before, uh, the show, uh, I thought was interesting. And that's that when you wake up, you kind of have to wait for your brain to kind of tell you what your mood is. Um, yeah, it's not a waiting really, but it's just, I know what it is, but you know, uh, yeah, it's, you're almost like judging each day by your mood where like you were saying, when you wake up, it's just, it's just sort of on automatic. Yeah. Where this is kind of like being, yeah, I never, um, like hyper focusing I never... on, on that specific mood and then, yeah. And it leading the way kind of, but you know, they gotta, there's gotta be a point where, um, I know that, that the DBS is, is, is remaining consistent. Once we mm -hmm. find, get over that hump of the four months that we've talked about. Right. So we see it five months, six months, seven months without yeah. feeling horror, then it becomes more of a, sure. You'll have your ups and down days. Doesn't mean right. that it's just, you're losing this and oh my God. And yeah. You know, um, yeah, because when I wake up, so when you ask me that question, uh, how I feel when I wake up, I, I had a hard time actually coming up with an answer because I don't feel any different. You know, I wake up in the morning, I go through my morning routine and go to work or, you know, if it's a weekend, you know, do whatever, but I let the day kind of provide my mood. Um, as it should be. And that's the sign of a healthy brain. Mm -hmm. Whereas somebody who has got to be watching every little thing and hoping that the next day they're going to feel yeah. good enough to live and to walk down the street. And, you know, it's, it's quite the opposite. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's, I guess a, a weak analogy would be, you know, you have this great brand new reliable car. So you get, you know, and you, get in the car each morning and go to work and you're not wondering if it's going to start. You just yeah. take it for granted. It's going to start and you go and you know, uh, for me it's, 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 Oh God, you know, I gotta get to work, but here we go. It's a gamble. Yeah. Like you're, you know, hitting the slots, you know? Right. Cause you don't start know. It's not going to start. You don't know what mood your brain's going to wake up in. And that's, that's yeah. gotta be, that's gotta be, uh, scary, I guess. I mean, I, I have never felt that, but, 
your your brain is essentially deciding your mood outside of context of any reality. So it's just like a chemical thing. It just like you you wake up and you're you know either de- depressed or happy or um, angry or yeah. annoyed or whatever, but for no known reason. Well, that's again because there's a lot of changes continually going on in the brain trying to equalize it and find this yeah. s- this normalization or getting to as close as it's going to be to that. You know, I don't know if it'll ever be that, but but, but it um, seems to have been getting better. Um, I, I think I know- we'll find that that as it gets more consistent over longer period of time, then it'll get more normalized just in right. in the way each day is dealt with. It's almost like you're you're practicing, <laughs> like the more you, yeah. you yeah you just your brain starts getting used to that as the norm. Yeah, and, and then, then whatever you're given, you can then take some control over it and steer right. it in one way or another in direction. But yeah. when it's um, this sort of uh, critical and unsure, it's it's hard to do that. But yeah. uh, hopefully, and there's a lot of things that I think between the shows. You know, in that whole week's time that goes mm-hmm. by that I don't think I take certain things for granted because I'm used to living that way. But hopefully mm-hmm. as the show moves forward after, you know, from 50, show 51 on, we can get into those little things that, mm-hmm. that you know, uh, happen during the week. And I guess I kind of have to keep sort of a journal um, so that I can know what certain things to. But it, it's important to see, I think, yeah, what day-to-day things to deal with that are not the same as regular people's mm-hmm. day-to-day, you know. Well, you um, have to pay attention to a lot more things that could be potential triggers. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Very, and, yeah. Watching that very closely. And yeah. at the same time though, also appreciating the little things and being right. mindful and being in the moment. I'll give you an example of something that I felt yesterday that I've never felt before ever in my life. Really? And I, I can't say any other word but contentment. Wow. I was talking with you, chatting with you briefly on Hangouts, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, you said well, you're quiet, and I said, no, I'm just waiting for you. Remember that yeah. whole conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I decided to take an afternoon nap. I just uh, had mm-hmm. done some things, and um, didn't mean I was going to fall asleep, but I just wanted to just kind of lay down and just take it easy. Just yeah kind of shut my brain down a little bit and but I, I i got into the bed and i i bought this ten dollar pillow uh about a month ago i was walking down the street getting my prescription and saw this bedding store and i could never afford a pillow i mean i was really i had these two like they're like skin flaps at this mm, point yeah and so no support for this crazy head brain <laughs> thing going on so yeah. i just wasn't sleeping well and uh, and but you know to get a bamboo pillow or one of those great pillows you know they're expensive 50 bucks 60 you know i can't yeah, go and spend yeah. that this was 10 dollars this sort of um king size kind of long so long that actually i ended up using the two pillowcases i had for the other two i put it on one end and got it as much <laughs> as i could and then turn it over and put the other pillowcase the oh, other wow. way yeah to like go get a a, a king size one but but i love the pillow and it's like i, I get down and i'm like Oh, it's a great pillow. It was a $10 pillow. <laughs> yeah. But so I'm laying on that and I, I just, I felt, I just, 
it came across me that I, I wasn't worrying about anything. Yeah. Because I'm always worrying about something. And I'm always ruminating over something. And, and my shoulders and everything is always tense all the time. It's right. very typical of, of mental illness in this particular kind. Yeah. Anyone with depression and anxiety has that. We've all felt our whole lives just very tense up in the shoulders and the neck area. Yep. Um, but I was loose. I wasn't worried about anything. And I was just comfortable. Wow. The TV was on. There was a movie playing in the in the in the background, and it was quiet. Otherwise, the weather was nice. I was comfortable, and but I was just for that moment content. Wow! And I've never felt that before ever. That's that's a that's huge. That's why I held back from talking about that with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, like first of all, your, your genuine reaction. But uh, so it's that's something very big. Yeah. No, and I have questions. Um, like, first of all, how did you realize that that was contentment if you hadn't felt that before? Well, because we know what contentment is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I've never felt it before, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. So I just knew it was just, I mean, that's the word I put to it. But uh, for, I mean, it's not contentment for my life. Believe me, I'm far sure, from no, content. It was but that moment. Just yeah. for the moment. And again, the the whole point of this is to be in the moment. I have to be in the moment because I yeah. don't know what's going to happen from moment to moment. Right. So, uh, you know, where for you, you take that for granted. And then that's not a jab or anything. It's, oh, no, it's no. just comparing you're right. the two. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And some people may be putting things down deep and storing them down to maintain that, but it's really eventually they're going to explode. So yeah. you need to live in the present and the moment and, how Even do you as fast as our society goes, but that's important. But how do you keep from worrying about the future? I know you're living in the moment, but you got to be thinking, um, you know, this might not last or, you know, something might happen. Or there might be a trigger tomorrow or do you, do you do certain exercises or something to, to, to keep you from overthinking the future and just living in the present? Yeah, just just knowing that I overthink everything, and mm-hmm. the, the the healthier you are, the healthier your brain is, the better I feel, uh, the more power I have to 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 notice those things, catch those things. Just like you said, catching triggers and yeah. knowing what your triggers are, taking the anxiety cane to get from almost sounds like a drug. Anxiety yeah. cane, <laughs> to put that on your skin. It's lidocaine, I think. Yeah. But, you know, that whole story, I take this cane to when I'm going in mass transit during the rush hour times right? so that I can get a seat and then be mindful and not have to be panicky and right. my little way of adapting. And But, yep. um, you know, remembering to bring it. If you're in the, the, you know, in a bad place, you don't take care of yourself as much. Right. The better you are, the, the more the DBS is working, the more it begins to correct some of the abnormal parts or functions in my brain uh the more i i'm just attuned to where i'm at and can catch those things yeah uh, you know that's the best way i can answer that but but that's why i say to talk about the you know going forward to talk about those in between days because there are a lot of challenges that i don't share with you right um that i take you know don't realize i deal with on a daily moment to moment basis 
right that are uh, pretty Things. um yeah they can be scary and they can be worrisome and you know it's a, it's, it's a lot it's a big big hard fight and, yeah well um, and you have you have certain things in your life that could potentially cause you stress stress like well you know for example doing the show making sure we have something to talk about every week um also going to the mood disorders association to uh take on shifts there um but it seems like recently you've been handling those things quite well um and you're not overdoing it i I know one time you when you were feeling really good yeah. You dove right in almost too much. I, I actually think too much. It was too much. Yeah, it was yeah. too much. You were and trying to bite off. A, a kind of a breakdown that day, that one day when it was crazy and the buses were canceled. And yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want it to become that. So I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm pushing for things there, which I think they, they realize that I have certain ability and time put in and studied that, that I have certain, um, uh, things that I can bring to the table that they can right. use me more for. And so we're working on that. But at the same time, I'm very up and open and honest and they're very understanding about, um, you know, treading lightly and, and yeah. not moving too quick, making sure the self care is always there. Right. Uh, that comes first. Uh, and then whatever I can, you know, give from there is, is all positive. Yeah. So, and again, the longer it goes, um, you know, at a, at, at a good level, uh, mm-hmm. it's practice really, you know, yeah. and you sort of able to make some changes and it, instead of the future looking black, like there's just this black wall up till now, you know, the sun's peeking through a little bit Yeah, and there may be, you know, some hope for some future. Yeah. And just keep, you know, uh, look into that, uh, sunlight as the, the hope that you need to keep to get through it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, by the way, um, I, I want to do a quick shout out, uh, to one of our listeners, uh, Debbie, uh, she's been great. She's been supporting us and, uh, just wanted to, uh, give her a, a shout out that we really appreciate you and yeah, very much uh, so. thanks for everything. Yeah. And our friend Avery, of course, always is our loyal listener and, and yes. makes some great comments. If you could check out the website, um, and, uh, Actually, a little shout out to my doctor, Dr. Peter Jacoby, who I see every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the neuroscience department who does the neuroprogramming. Uh, and he's uh, headed off to Sunnybrook starting in January as their director of neuroprogramming. Nice. So congratulations to him. Congrats. Uh, and he's um, good enough to actually keep me on as a patient. A um, little bit of a further trip to the hospital, but it's, you know, we have a long term a thing going and yeah. that was my case and it would be silly to, to start with somebody new now, you know, oh, so, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't know how, how he's, you know, maintaining the relationship with the current team, DBS team, but I'm sure there, you know, he's, it's in mid study. So I'm sure he's still involved with it, but uh, yeah. also taking on a new role. So uh, good for him. Good on That's him. Awesome. And he deserves it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, we might decide to do the show every two weeks or who knows. Um, but we want to keep this going and, and, uh, and, you know, there's not, there's not much planning involved in the shows. We're not, you know, cause we're not planning, you know, uh, tap numbers and stuff. You know, this <laughs> is just, this is talking about something very real and very yeah. current and very, 
a state of the art and um and yeah it's we're just spreading awareness on this thing by an actual case and i i have to say that um listening to some of our older shows i think we've we've kind of come to terms with the fact that when we overproduce a show and come up with uh, all these different segments and we're going to have a new segment here and we're going to talk about a story here and stuff those shows don't seem to um resonate as well as the ones where we literally just turn on the mics and start talking um, well, again, not taking for granted that what what we're talking about is inherently fascinating, really. I mean, yeah. you know, I hate to, you know, toot my own horn, but I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, to people who are interested in this subject and to people uh, who are looking for hope, um, this is a, a, an example of hope. Right. The best you can get in this uh, type of um situation and and really seeing what treatments are out there and how they're working yeah so um everybody's got to know because some people still don't realize that after ect there is hope now in neurostimulation and other types of new developments Uh, well i feel like our our show is 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 kind of the classic example of turning uh lemons into lemonade right (laughs) yeah Um, because we you know if we have, if we didn't have the show, I, I don't know how, I mean, it's kind of therapeutic, I, I feel, and I have no idea where you would be now as far as, you know, the state of your, your mind. Um, but the, the show I think has helped ground us, uh, and focus, um, our, what, what we want to do. I mean, my whole thing originally for the show was, Hey, I'm doing a cool project with my best friend. You know, this is fun. It's a nice, cool tech project. The, um, the tech side of it was challenging and, uh, and we've always done, you know, uh, in the past we've done fake news shows and little characters here and there on tape recorders and silly things (laughs) like that. Um, so now we're doing all that, but focusing it towards, um, a, a decent goal, uh, helping you and helping anyone else, um, who, uh, has issues with mental illness. Um, and at least yeah, at the very really least, it's a, just a show that's just matured. Yeah. You know, just as, as, as one will mature, you know, naturally, <clears throat> you know, a person would mature and hopefully, so, you know, 50 more shows down the road, we might look back at these shows and go, Oh my God, what were we thinking? We're so much better now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But it's, uh, you know, there's um, still a lot to go. And I guess really, you know, uh, waiting to find out really, yeah, is there a future? And, and it'll be interesting to see how, where this goes. Yeah. Um, it can end up in the toilet or it can end up <laughs> where that, that door begins to open even more and the sun comes yeah. through even more. And I mean, that's my goal. And we're talking about a show, but yet we're really talking about my life. Yes, you know? exactly. So, so what? um one way I can see that uh, you've been improving is the fact that the last few shows we've added those little creative music bumpers ahead of the show um, just because we wanted to do something more creative just for fun, but why not tie it into the show? So I think that's, that's been a, a, a blast. It was today was funny because uh, we were trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do for our 50th? <laughs> our yeah. 50th show it's kind of a big milestone and we're like i don't know <laughs> it went from yeah. paul simon to yeah. to little orphan annie 
Yeah, to, we uh, talked yeah, about that. All kinds of ridiculous <laughs> uh, ideas, but. Uh, but then with there's this the one King's X song that we uh, recorded in the beginning. Uh, that's something we've always liked. We've always sung that together, and uh, and I I had to push Doug to record it uh, because he was like, nah, let's just play their clip. Let's just do it. Let's just play it. We don't need to record it. We're not going to sound as good as they. Are. And I'm like, no, come on, just the first verse, just the first part. You know, we don't have to do any instruments. We just have to sing. And finally, we we did the the first couple tracks, and and finally, Doug was like, "Oh damn, we sound good." <laughs> <laughs> no, it just worked. It always did with us, and it I think it helps too to do it because you know it's not about because if the show was only about you know my story and then you asking questions, and yeah. there's always that division of. Yeah. You know, you know, he's got lucky and he got everything in a healthy brain and I've got all these troubles. And so like, right, right. you know, our roles that, 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 um, difference in roles, yeah. um, where, where, when we're doing music, we're on, on par, we're, we're equals. Yeah. Right. And, uh, for us to be able to work with, and you generally like doing it and I can see your, the kid and you coming out and, and, Love um, it. I have suggestions that you just a lot of times we'll just say yeah let's do that so I, I just feel a little more like an equal I don't feel so much like the patient and the victim and the sad you know the guy in poverty and all this bullshit it's really yeah uh, for that moment and you know uh, we're just our, yeah. we're just friends doing our thing and, and I remember during the recording of one song, I forget which one it was, I added something and I actually ended up calling you and saying, can you listen to this? I'm not sure if, if, if I want to do this or not, I need your opinion. And to I you, loved it, I think, well, yeah, but the, the, the big thing, uh, was for you to actually be asked your opinion about something. Oh yeah. I, I said that. I think I said something to that effect. Like, yeah. You, you asking did. me? Yeah. It kind of, you said it kind of made your day. <laughs> no it, it did literally and I, I probably understated it but it was like i felt like wow he's actually asking my opinion on something why wouldn't he i'm even right. older than he is <laughs> you know? but you know because i was always a mental case and and you know you're treading water and or wow. tapping lightly to you know how to deal with me and but this was just like you just needed my opinion and yep. whatever and it was well uh, and yeah. when it comes to music i've always uh thought of you as more talented than me to be honest so i always looked up to you musically uh so so for me asking you an opinion about something musical was was literally trying to find out is this good or not <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, you know i don't see that anymore but but um i think that's more your own insecurities but yeah but uh, most likely at this point but, yeah. no i mean you know and these days you know uh and with what you know on, on audio on the recording side and the production side and you know um we have we just have our our you know uh, strengths and weaknesses but yeah uh, uh, in general just to, to like i haven't reached you in a few days so i just know you know you're dealing with your life yeah um which i hope to one day have mm -hmm. um but you're you know uh so you're probably naturally wondering or a little curious making sure all right is everything still going all right and yeah you know um and i just kind of hit you back with a confident you know yeah i'm just i know i don't need to be you know because there's a lot of times i want i need to be social and you're the only one really out there who's kind of right. just 
answer me right away and i don't want to push it too much i want to be like you reaching yeah. me you yeah. know and make it more of this equal deal yeah i i seriously i i got nervous because in the past historically yeah. when you've become quiet that that means everything went to shit <laughs> yeah and i probably started to feel that it was just it would have been starting around there where i would have yeah. sent you something just to so you knew i wasn't right because i'm cognizant of that too and you know yeah. so i get that and so that's why i was kind of just you know it wasn't to the point where we were really worried yet yeah but so you kicked in that you'd be concerned okay this is about when it would start yeah. So I hit you right back with, no, no, everything's cool, you know. Yeah. No, I was very and, happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you were so. giving me space because uh, I know how you feel about, you know, constantly, you don't want to be that guy. It's like, hey, uh, want to talk? Want to talk? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, when your cat's, you know, climbing up when you're trying to work, like, I'm, I'm not going to be that, you know. <laughs> uh, I know exactly what you mean. You know, but I'm yeah. not a kitten, so right. You know, uh, so yeah, that's so we're seeing these these things and these light changes and these uh, positive things that we can. The show's helping us being more aware of, and, and right. And, um, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we're we get practiced in, exactly in our roles, and so yeah. Going forward, I look forward to talking. You know, a little bit more specifically on you know day to day. Um, challenges and mm -hmm. it's all relevant to people no matter if you have a, a a serious you know rare disease or you're just dealing with your typical mental illness mm -hmm. uh, which is a battle in itself but yeah. um so we'll pay attention to that next week we have Nareed adler coming back cool um, she was on our previous show the psychotherapist um good friend of the show and um so uh, yeah it was a very well received show yeah. So she'll be back with us next week and um, talk about all kinds of different things and getting her take on those family matters and yep. some of the things she specializes in. That'll be great. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, take it from there. And hopefully this week I'll hook up some more with the fam and get things going there. Um, uh, that, that warms my heart to hear you say that. Well, <laughs> congratulations again to um, my nephew, Mitch. Um, and his marriage and, uh, you know, yes, I think, uh, Congrats. they're going to do really well. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to have to go, uh, uh, visit him at some point. He lives in Denver or right near Denver. I'm about an hour away from him now. So that's right. Yeah. We'll have to definitely, uh, hook up at and, some point. That's right. And, and of course now there's Portuguese in the family, so you can do some, ah. maybe some bossa nova. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, so Bruna's uh, great, and uh, I've met her several times. Very sweet, and uh, looks like they have a fantastic relationship. So congratulations to them. Um, That's awesome. I know my, my niece is expecting, so I'm going to be a great uncle. Yay, uh, congrats. Congratulations to her, and hopefully as things go on, we can you know get connected with more of the family, that um, all yeah. these kids growing up and nieces and nephews. and Yeah. Um, but I know the families, you know, each of them are talking to their kids and sort of expressing, uh, you know, letting them know that, you know, what's going on and mm -hmm. being pro me as opposed to yeah, know, distancing themselves. So still working on progress. Great. That's great. I mean, that's, it's all, all you can ask for, you know, is to just have family in your, in your court. So that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
So thanks everyone for your support. And thanks again, Ed, for all your patience and wonderfulness. Oh, and, shucks. Uh, <laughs> and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll continue this next week. Yeah. And remember, we are finding who we are. We are. That's our show for today. We want to thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please follow us on Twitter at UnhingedPC and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash unhingedpodcast. Also be sure to check out our website if you haven't done so already. It's at unhingedpodcast.com. We'll see you all next week.